Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Stella Ray Herself podcast. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. New episodes every Thursday available on all platforms. Thank you to everyone who is back listening again. Shout out to the first time listeners. This is just a podcast where we talk shit, talk about, you know, just things that we all go through. Um, I think one of my favorite things about what I do is that it's always changed as I have changed. So I know there's some of you that have watched me since the American Girl doll days when that was like what we were into. And now, you know, we've grown up and we're into different things and we're going through life. And it's like, I don't have all the answers, but I love having this platform to discuss ideas with you guys. Um, So thank you so much to everyone that listens and especially to everyone who, you know, is part of the discussion and comments their thoughts or messages me their thoughts, etc. Um, I'm just always really grateful for that. And this is like probably one of the, my favorite things that I do just because I feel like it's just like so real. Like sometimes it's just like you need to just talk. So <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in. Um, first full week of April, bitch. And as I was filling out my wall calendar, my wipe, I was going to say chalkboard. <laughs> Imagine, do you have a chalkboard calendar? Come up, but my whiteboard calendar, you know, I'm just filling out the month um, with appointments and things I'm doing. I'm like, bro, it's like the month is already over. <laughs> so I don't know about y'all, but recently, maybe it's Aries season. Maybe it's just my life, but I've just, I've been feeling so just like frustrated recently with, and I know I say this, I've said this a lot recently, but I'm just reiterating it. I've been feeling very frustrated recently with just how fast the days go by and just how I just like, it's like chill. It's just, sometimes it feels like I don't have enough time to do everything. Um, And it's just really annoying. So I don't know if you can relate, but I think one of my goals or a few of my goals for this week and month, but uh, you know, let's just start small for the week is to start really prioritizing doing my yoga and meditation first thing in the morning. I was really good about that. And although I'll still do like a meditation, I think especially with the stretching and the yoga and just like breathing exercises and stuff, starting my day off with that is just always the best. So with that, you know, I like to wake up earlier. Um, and it just really sets my day off. And like, it's like, bro, like when you're I know when I'm feeling like this, like, just, like, fuck, like, there's so much I have to do, and I'm just, like, go, go, go. It's, like, I think the answer is to just cram as much stuff in as possible, when really, it's, like, you need to chill in order to do what you have to do. Um, And I have this article I'm going to talk about today that I'm really excited for, but first off, just an introduction. Let me know if you can relate. Let me know how Aries season has been affecting you. Um, yeah, I've just been feeling like it's like, ugh. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, whatever. Anyway, book haul, y'all. My books finally, if you've been listening to the podcast, um, you know I've had these books on hold at my local library for so long, but they finally came in end of last week, like, I think the day I posted the podcast last week. So I'm so excited. I got Slow Days Fast Company. Um, I'm like a third of the way through this. I really, really like it. And especially like since I live in LA, it's just, I just love that. Like, oh my God. It's just like really just interesting. 10 out of 10 would recommend so far. And then on a different note, I also got My Grandmother's Hands, which is a book about 
um, trauma, specifically racialized trauma, um, but just like how trauma can just like really be, just how it affects like our bodies and everything like that. So if you've read The Body Keeps the Score, I've heard it's kind of similar to that, although it is a little more specific um, with racism and dealing with that kind of trauma. Um, but yeah, so I'm super excited to read this as well. As of recording this, I haven't started this yet. I wanted to kind of do this one and it's just like, that's another thing. It's like, now I need time to like, just like my perfect day would just be like way longer. And like, I would just love to wake up, do my yoga meditation, do my wordle, like reply to my messages, watch some TikTok, go walk and get a coffee, sit in the sun and read my book for an hour, (laughs) go to the gym, take a really long shower and then take a nap, then get some work done, (laughs) then go to a really extravagant chic lunch, then get some more work done, then, and now it's like, bro, already it's like how long is this taking like oh also play tennis add that in there (laughs) we're doing the gym and tennis and then um i take another nap and then i start getting ready and i have a really fun time doing my makeup to go to dinner and then i go to a really luxe dinner um and then we go out after but then i'm still somehow in bed by nine o'clock and get my nine hours of sleep That's like my perfect scenario, but you know, it's a little unrealistic, so we just do it again. Anyway, let me know if you've read either of these very different vibes, not the same vibes at all, but um, yeah, also follow me on Goodreads, but something from Slow Days Fast Company that really, I just really loved, like, oh my god, her friend's like, what shall we drink? And then she says, we drank the same thing when we were together for some reason, maybe symmetry. Tequila, I said. I drank tequila in San Francisco to warm me up and in LA because it was appropriate. <laughs> and that just, I was like, I fucking love this book. <laughs> so I would recommend it. It's just very like chic. You know, it's just like, I feel so chic reading this and it's just like, yes, so true. Like I just, oh my God, I love it. Anyway, so that's my current to books. Yeah, follow me on Goodreads if you want to see everything that I have been reading this year. Also big announcement. And I hesitated whether or not to bring this up, but I just feel like, It's very on brand, and if it could inspire somebody else, then that's, like, for the best. And it's not like I'm ashamed, but it's just, like, sometimes I'm, like, you know, I do put a lot of my life out there, so some things I do like to keep to myself, but I feel like if I just say those, who cares? But I'm pleased to announce I officially entered, and I was going to tweet this, but that felt a little too, like, public, but this is, like, you know, for the OGs. I've officially entered my Tony Soprano era, going to therapy, (laughs) So I started therapy, guys. Um, And as of right now, I've only had one session, but I'm going to start going every week. And I think my main thing for like going was anxiety and just like, I don't know, like y'all know me. I'm a very like self-help type of bitch. Like if there's a book I can read or like something in my routine I can change, like I'm going to do that. Um, But it's just like just becoming really frustrating like every day um and I'm just like bro like I need I can't live like this anymore like I've just lived like this for so long since like high school and it's not like it's been so bad every year since then it definitely comes in waves but I'm just kind of at a point where I'm like I don't know I think just because I'm getting older and it's just like a lot of stuff you know my brain fully developing like I'm just like I don't have to live like this so we're getting help um And then I'm also just, first, like, there's that. But then I also was just, like, this is very on brand for me. 
And I'm just interested to see like what I can discover about myself and what other realizations I can have. Cause y'all know I'm all about that. Um, and yeah, I guess just seeing like what else comes up because, you know, there's just so many layers to, to our us, but then also, you know, to having anxiety or to dealing with this or that or whatever. So I'm, I was very nervous, but I guess I'm also excited. Um, but yeah, so let me know if you go. Um, and I, I think I found a good one because it's very like goal oriented and it's not like I'm just like, well, I mean, I guess what we talked about, like I've only been once, but you know, we're like going to actively be working towards goals rather than just like, I'm kind of talking about my week each week, you know? Um, so I don't know how much I'll talk about it on here. We'll see how it goes, but I did just want to announce that to inspire anyone who maybe also is like thinking about it or is scared to go or feels overwhelmed by it because I definitely was. And even just finding someone, like even just making that first email or phone call or whatever can just feel so like overwhelming. And like, it was just very interesting how I felt that way so strongly. Cause I'm like, it's not like I have this like notion in my mind of like, oh, like you're weak if you go to therapy or like something like that. But I was still just like very, I was like scared. Um, but self growth, bitch. So can't wait to cry. Uh, anyway, so there's that. So now I just, you know, I'm, I'm just like, this is on brand. <laughs> Anxiety sucks. Anyway, speaking of anxiety, um, I found this article on the cut titled, Who Am I Without My Anxiety? And it is a column, I think like an advice column. Um, I'm, this is my first time reading it, so I'm not really sure exactly. But here we go. Wait. Okay, so I'll just kind of read it and then kind of discuss. But this person was basically like, I always contained a simmering pot of anxiety that made me bend over backwards for approval from everyone. It made me work extra hard on every project just to prove I deserved to exist. It made me hypervigilant of how I was doing at all times. It hurt, and a lot of times it was stupid, so I embarked on a project to step back from the things that caused me anxiety and only focus on things that brought me joy. I stepped back significantly from social media and performing for strangers. It was something I'd built a career on in the last decade, but I deleted it from my phone and stopped posting. I also quit a high-profile job that made me miserable. So many of the results were good. I didn't have to spend a day in agony because a couple teenagers got mad at me on Twitter. My work doesn't make me sob on the drive home. I have more time for friends and my partner and things I enjoy. But I'm starting to realize my anxiety was also a superpower. It made me fast, smart, careful, and ambitious. Wanting approval from the world means you'll do anything to get it. It was my engine and now it's stalled and there's nothing to replace it. And here's the thing, my career didn't tank. I'm working on a bigger project than ever before. This should be a dream job, but it feels so fake. I don't know why I'm doing it. Um, I can't shake the feeling that the things I love the most in my life were the things that caused me the most anxiety. That the anxiety was a flame and it hurt to be burned, but it also brought warmth and light to my life. Where do I go from here? So then the person answering this said, 
I have this fear that I'm, they're like, I totally get it. I have this fear that I'm not totally sure of who I am. And so I need other people to tell me. That means I have to put a lot of effort into maintaining the best version of myself in their minds. If I am what they say I am, then I need them to tell me I'm something good. This culminates in me trying to be, this culminates in me trying to be what I call the impossible person. He's, he's emotionally available, but never cringy. People are impressed by his work, but his work never upsets anyone. Everybody likes him. And if he hardly, even if he hardly likes anybody himself, every day I fail at being him, but trying makes me better. Or so I tell myself, I contort myself into all manner of unnatural shapes, trying to look just a bit more like him. Of course, the truth is that trying to be this impossible person isn't actually making me a better artist or a better person. It's making me better at customer service. I know that pleasing people is a losing game, and yet still I wonder how I'd get anything done at all if I weren't so motivated to chase this superior version of myself, the person I want to be so badly, the person who has all the affirmation in the world. Uh, The respect of your peers is valuable. Having a meaningful relationship with your audience is a good thing. But when you place approval at the very center of your being, you're playing with loaded dice because if and when it goes away, what do you have left? What will motivate you now and who are you? Approval is a fragile thing. Um, It's going to take time for you to reconfigure what your engagement with social media looks like and to find a new source of fuel for your creative engine. It's not the approval of strangers anymore, which is great, but what should it be now? Is it to challenge yourself? Is it to sharpen your talents? Is it to fatten your wallet? It could be anything. Think about what brings you joy. Think about what what brought you to it before you had any following. Um, place it at the center of your altar. Dedicate hours to it, whatever it is. Create rituals. Do daily tutorials. Immerse yourself in others' work. Read, learn, try things out of your traditional wheelhouse and stick with it. The brain changes slowly, but so does change. So I will link this, <laughs> then they're like, oh, like, good luck, blah, blah, blah. But I will link the whole article down below. But this just like stood out to me so much, especially with what I feel like I'm like going through with anxiety. But then also since this was kind of specifically about social media, not that I feel like um, my anxiety is like because of, so- of social media, but I feel like it can definitely contribute to it, you know, um, and just trying to keep up, you know, with social media and then trying to be creative but also trying to make a living um, and avoiding burnout and it's just like all of these things and I'm sure even if you just barely participate in social media it's not your career if you're not on it we can all relate to you know wanting the approval of other people and people pleasing and I just realized I forgot to do a beverage check I'm drinking uh, oat milk matcha (laughs) comment your beverage down below I think it's so interesting I know not everyone relates to this, but I know a lot of you will, you know, just people pleasing and growing up. Like I know for me, it makes sense. I think why I'm such like, I just have this like anxiety and like stress Um, because I grew up, you know, I was always a good student. I was always kind of like the good kid. I followed the rules. Um, And when you grow up like that, you know, you, it's like, your um your engine is run by that praise from like your teachers or your parents or just people around you like oh good job like you did this right or you stayed out of trouble or whatever and it's not bad to you know do any of those things or to have good grades or whatever but it just like 
it puts a lot of pressure on you and it's like you feel like you have to be perfect or like you have to have someone else's approval in order to be validated or in order to feel like you are just like worth anything so when we take that away it's like okay well what well I think first actually what I was gonna say is that's kind of how our world operates you know like we are expected to wear so many different hats and you know especially under capitalism you know it's like hustle culture grind culture like the more money I make the better the more I'm working the better the more approval I'm getting from others you know I want to get to the top I want to make more money I want to have a better life I want to be better do better I want to work harder so it doesn't really we're kind of rewarded you know for living under this constant pressure and anxiety and just like fear of like falling behind or like losing or failing So it can be really, really challenging to take a step back and be like, okay, what do I actually want? Like, what's actually working for me? What brings me joy? You know, there's like what will make me feel good because someone else will say it's good. But then there's like what actually makes me feel good, period. And that's it. And it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. Um, So it's just interesting to think about. And it's like, what would we be doing if we could truly like do anything we wanted if money didn't matter if approval from other people didn't matter like what do I really want and I know a lot of you are around my age group you know 20s some of you are a little older some of you are a little younger and I feel like it's also probably just a life thing but I feel like especially at this stage I've heard a lot and I've experienced a lot you know you kind of go through this like identity crisis of like okay I'm done being a kid you know I'm not a teen anymore I don't really feel like a full adult but I guess I am one now and it's like especially when you move out of your parents house and it's like okay I am on my own like what who am I and you have to kind of figure that out um and then especially social media doesn't really help with that just in terms of like seeing what other people are doing and it's like when you're just seeing someone's page or like just a couple stories from them throughout the day that's not their whole life so it can so easily look like someone has it all figured out or like they know who they are like for me it's always like I don't really know what my thing is like I guess it's like on social media like I guess it's kind of lifestyle but it's not like you know I'm like a makeup artist or I'm a fitness trainer or like it's not just like one thing so sometimes when I look at like other people's shit it's like damn I wish I just had like a thing it's like I guess my thing is just like being myself but (laughs) it's like that doesn't Just because someone has, like, a more specific title, that doesn't necessarily mean they have their whole life figured out. But you know what I mean? It's just, like, it's so easy to just feel like you're the only one that doesn't have shit figured out. Or, like, I don't know who I am. I don't even know what I like or what I want to be doing. Um, So it's just, like, even though it's the last thing we want to do, it's, like, we have to take a step back and just breathe and like allow ourselves to just like exist without any of that pressure and it's not like we can do that all the time but making time carving out time for that and that's why I say you know I really want to get back to meditating every morning um and like especially meditating and yoga like I want to take an hour each morning sometimes it's not always going to be that you know but ideally (laughs) be that and just like really just allow myself to like breathe um And I think also just having time to like, 
connect with your inner child. Like for me, you guys have been seeing here and there, I've been going to play tennis and that's just like so for fun, like just me and my friends and it's just like, LOL. But even just those few times I've done it, it's like just like pure fun. And it just reminds me of have like not having a kid, <laughs> being a kid, knock on wood, being a kid, you know, and just like playing on the playground or like, cause there's like, you know, going out with your friends, but it's not the same as just like that wholesome. Like I'm just having fun, being in the moment, like laughing, like LOL. Um, and it's like, yeah, your anxiety will tell you or your job will tell you, your to-do list will tell you, no, you don't have time for that. Like that's a waste of time. But it's like, we need that because we're like, we're not robots, bitch. Like as much as I hate lunch and want to be a robot, like we're not. Like, we have to make time to do nothing and to just be a kid and to just like be with ourselves or like be with people that we really love and like, you know, just find out what we like. So it's like so fucking hard, bro. Like, it's just like, fuck. But this article was just very validating for me because I'm like, okay, it's just like, okay, I'm not alone in feeling like this or like, oh, my anxiety kind of like runs my life. You know, like, who am I without it? Because, yeah, we're just so rewarded for living like that. And it's like, that's not healthy. What's going to make us healthy? And I think in the last episode I was talking about, you know, living holistically. So, like, it's like, I want everything in my life to be supporting me. Or, like, supporting, all supporting each other. So if, you know, I'm trying to, like, meditate. Or if I'm, like, you know, taking my anxiety herbs (laughs) but then I'm like forcing myself if I'm like stressing myself out the rest of the day and like forcing myself to do all this random shit and like overthinking and like putting too much on my plate or like people pleasing then it's like that's not really like then that's not really you know they can't really coexist like maybe the meditation will kind of help this but ultimately like you need to find balance like everything needs to be supporting all of it or like even with going out you know um Another weekend of not being hungover. And bitch, it felt amazing. It feels amazing. <laughs> like, things like that. It's like, okay, yeah, I can go out. I'm just not going to, like... I I want to feel good tomorrow. So I'm not going to, like, really drink that much. How about you drink? Um, so anyway, let me know if you relate. I know a lot of y'all do. Um, but I will link the whole article down below. Because, yeah, I just felt like this was really... 10 out of 10. Um, But if you're feeling overwhelmed, feeling like, ew, know that you're not alone. And I hope that this can help you. Even if it's just like, okay, I got this. Like, I don't have to be alone in this journey. Because, bitch, I'm going through it. So, so on the top, on more topics of anxiety, but kind of changing the vibe. I just wanted, I needed to pull this book out again. The book Attached. Because... I just feel like a lot of people go through this. <laughs> a lot of you message me, you know, wanting advice on guys and dating. Um, and I just see people going through this. And I just, I have to reiterate some of this shit. So I just also want to say, ever since I read this book, I have not dealt with that anxious avoidant trap or like, oh, like waiting for a text back or like freaking out. Like I've dealt with other shit but I've not dealt with that. So if you haven't read this book and you're single, even if you're not single, you know, just if you haven't read this book, read this book. (laughs) Fuck. Um, Okay. So, well, how do I even want to start? Bro, I think the thing is like, 
peeping the red flags or just like peeping behavior early on and like trusting your intuition early on about like a dude about anyone but like okay like I you know talk to guys so I'm just gonna like phrase like that but like whatever applies to you like do that (laughs) um okay so here we go cracking so I guess I say that to say that's why books like this are so helpful and then also the book about abusive men why does he do that informing yourself about what certain behavior looks like just makes it so much easier to catch it because sometimes you know you can kind of feel a vibe is off and you're like oh I don't am I crazy I don't know but when you actually see it in black and white writing in front of you like this is what this is it's like okay perfect got it okay so I know let me know your attachment style down below I feel like often you know things I need advice on or the questions I get are like oh like I like this guy but he takes so long to text me back I'm getting mixed messages from him I don't know like he said this but he's acting like this so it kind of seems like you know we are the anxious one <laughs> the dude is the avoidant one but that's not always the case but this is like what I'm talking about so okay so if you if you have an anxious attachment style wait you, you want a lot of closeness in the relationship. You worry about rejection. Um, you're unhappy when you're not in a relationship. You play games to keep his attention or interest. You act out. You have difficulty explaining what's bothering you and you want the other person to guess. You're preoccupied with the relationship. Um, so then avoidant. Sends sends mixed signals, values their independence greatly, devalues you, uses distancing strategies, emotional or physical, emphasizes boundaries in the relationship, fears being taken advantage by partner, doesn't make their intentions clear, has difficulty talking about what's going on between you, during a disagreement needs to get away, has rigid view of relationships and uncompromising rules, miss, uh, yeah. Um, So these are the gold. And then secure is, let's just, yeah, bitch, let's focus on secure. Secure, reliable and consistent, makes makes decisions with you, flexible view of relationships, communicates relationship issues well, can reach compromise during arguments, not afraid of commitment or dependency, doesn't view relationship as hard work, closeness creates further closeness instead of like, we're close and then, oh, they want to pull away because they're like scared introduces friends and family early on naturally expresses feelings for you and doesn't play games so there's a difference between that and like love bombing which would be like an overexert, like just unrealistic amount in the beginning of like oh my god like i just like you so much like you're just amazing and then you're like oh my god i this finally i've found this but it's like too much too early on like you don't know me well enough to be saying these things or treating me like this so so then the golden rules Determine, so this is like if you're, if you just meet someone, this is what we need to be fucking doing. Determine whether he or she seeks intimacy and closeness. Assess how preoccupied they are with the relationship and how sensitive they are to rejection. Don't rely on one symptom. Look for various signs. Assess their reaction to effective communication. Listen and look for what they are not saying or doing. No reply is a reply, okay? 
So I think what's really helped me not deal with this fucking bullshit is focusing on like, I guess how someone's making me feel and like looking for these signs and noticing them and not, and I guess just like viewing their behavior as like their behavior and not how they feel about me. Because a lot of the times, like what I hear and like what I used to go through in the past is like, oh, does he like me? Like, does he not like me? He's, he did this. So like he, if he didn't like me, he wouldn't like go out of his way to like FaceTime me right now. Or like, I don't know, something like, oh, he viewed my story. <laughs> but then like, I'm not sure. So it's like, I'm not sure because he's not like asking me to hang out again. And like he takes two days to reply or like doesn't talk, doesn't reach out. I don't know. Whatever the case may be, it's like. You have to, first of all, relax, bitch. And it's like, okay, how are you feeling? I'm, a lot of the times when, you know, you're talking to a guy that's kind of avoidant or like just being very distant or like doesn't make their intentions clear. I would feel confused. I would feel thrown off. I wouldn't feel secure in the relationship because they're not really making their intentions clear or like making they're not acting secure, so why would I feel secure? Um, I also have definitely noticed that, you know, sometimes it's very easy for me to communicate. And I feel like sometimes it's like, I'm not sure how I want to communicate with this person. And it's like, bitch, I know that I'm good at communicating. So if I feel kind of like, uh, around a guy about communicating, it's like something's off. They're not really creating a space for there to be like a nice communication. So that's all important to pay attention to because do you want to be with someone who's making you feel confused? No. And this is the thing is like looking at it like this puts it all in your control because if you're like, does he like me? Like trying to figure out what they're thinking or what they want. You can never figure that out. And especially when you're dealing with someone like this, who's like so like distant and like cagey and just like (laughs) avoidant as fuck. You're especially not going to know what they're thinking. Even if you ask them, like, they're just going to give you some weird response. Like, well, I really, I fuck with you. <laughs> okay. That doesn't mean shit. <laughs> Don't we all? Like, okay. Um, but when you're like, you know, uh, this isn't really for me. I don't really feel secure in this. I don't feel like I can communicate with this person. This person isn't reacting well when I try to communicate. That's evidence enough. Like, Fuck. Um, also with playing games and shit like that, like, oh, I'm going to post this on my story. I'm going to, I'm going to make it look like I'm on a date. So he sees it and like gets mad and gets jealous. If you're constantly having to like play little games or like, well, if he takes an hour to text me back, I'm going to take two hours. You're just going to attract more people who play games. You will never be able to form a really just like long lasting, healthy relationship on the basis of games and like this push pull dynamic of like, oh, they only want me when they have to chase me because how are you going to like actually be together if you're constantly having to pull back? Because you don't want that. You don't, you want closeness. You want someone that you can, you know, express your feelings to. And if you can't do that with someone, if you're always having to like pull back and like play these games and make them jealous and like make them think they don't have you, like it's and it's not going to work out and you're just going to keep attracting 
dudes or people, whoever you're interested in, that play games versus, and I think this is like where the real shift for me has come in the last few years. Um, if you're upfront about what you want and you stand up for your needs, your emotional needs, physical needs, whatever that may be, and you're yourself, you communicate what you want, and you're willing to step away if this person cannot give you what you want, you're going to attract, you might, okay, this is the thing, you're going to like low-key, I, you're going to have to go through some people, and sometimes it's going to be like, damn, are my standards too high? But think of all the times, all the time you would have wasted, like let's say you start talking to someone and then they just kind of want to hook up and they don't want anything serious. And, you know, maybe in the past, if you were anxious, you'd be like, well, let's just see how it goes. Like, I'll just go along with, the, with what they want because I like them and like, hopefully they come around. No, that's a win-win for them. That's a lose. That's a complete lose for you because you're not getting what you want. So if you're like, instead of being scared to ask for what you want, or like, oh my God, what if I come across as high maintenance or I scare him away? Be upfront ask, you know, are you seeing other people? Do you want to be exclusive? Or like, I want to be exclusive. I want to be in a relationship. How do you feel about that? It's If it does scare them away, bitch, good, because why would you want to be with someone who would be scared away with a question like that, with a reasonable question of like, where do, where do we stand? Or how do you see this moving forward? So if they're like, oh no, I don't want that. I just want to keep things as they are. Or like, I just want to keep it casual. I'm not looking for anything right now. It's like, okay, well, I'm not. So I think it's best if we don't talk anymore. And it might hurt. You might be like, damn, I really fucked with them. Like, that sucks. Like, maybe I should. Like, did I right, make the right decision? It's like, bitch, do you want to waste more of your time talking to someone that doesn't want to be with you? Because if someone wants to be with you, they will let you know. Okay? So don't waste your time. Like, oh, let's just let's be in a situationship for a year and just, like, see where things go. Like, I couldn't do it. Shout out to all the bitches that are doing it. It couldn't be me. <laughs> you have to be willing to walk away. So those are, like, my tips. <laughs> It just saves you so much time. Like, oh my God. And just like, once you know all this information, it's like, not this like, oh my God, like, does he like me? It's just like, how do I feel about this person? Can they communicate? If not, fine, on to the next. Like, don't fall for scams. (laughs) You should definitely read this book because it's just like, oh my God, it's so helpful and just like I know I've talked about it so much before but I recently had to bring it up because someone was going through it so I was like bitch read these pages of this book um yeah and don't play games don't play games and block feel free to block people you know like we don't want to deal with fuck shit we don't so (laughs) smoking guns that indicate you're dating someone avoidant and maybe you're avoidant but I just know a lot of us are anxious or anxious avoidance. Um, sends mixed messages about their feelings towards you and about their commitment to you. Like, oh, I really fuck with you, but I just want to keep it casual. So it's like, you're saying you like me, but you don't want to be with me. Perfect. Longs for an ideal relationship, but gives subtle hints that it will not be with you. Desperately wants to meet the one, but somehow always finds fault in the other person or in the circumstances that makes commitment impossible. Disregards your emotional well-being, suggests that you're too needy, sensitive, or overreacting, invalidating your feelings and making you second-guess yourself. Ignores things you say that inconvenience them. 
Um, your messages don't get across. Effective communication is an excellent tool for disarming these smoking guns. Most anxious people easily fall into the trap that relationship books and society at large set for them. They feel that they are too demanding and needing, and so they try to accommodate their partner's need for distance and boundaries if they're involved with someone avoidant. It's simply more socially acceptable to maintain a cool, self-sufficient facade, so they hide their wishes and mask their discontent. In actuality, you are missing out when you do so because by expressing those needs, you achieve two goals. First, you're being your authentic self, which has to be found to contribute to our general feelings of happiness and fulfillment. And being happy and fulfilled is one of like the most attractive traits you could offer to a partner. Secondly, once you are your authentic self, your partner, if your partner is incapable of meeting your genuine needs, you can determine that early on. Not everyone has relationship needs compatible with yours and that's fine let them find someone else who wants to be kept at arm's length and you can go about finding someone who will make you happy period um also the abundance philosophy you know there's plenty of fish in the sea instead of getting like so it's, it's also like don't put all your eggs in one basket um you tend to assume that meeting someone suitable is an unlikely occurrence, but it doesn't have to be that way. There are many charming, intelligent people out there who can make you happy, but there also are a lot who are not right for you. The only way to make sure that you meet potential soulmates is to go out with a lot of people. It's a simple law of probability. The more you meet, the greater the chances you'll find the one who is a good match for you. But it's much more than just a probability issue. If you have an anxious attachment style, you tend to get attached very quickly even just on the basis of physical attraction. One night of sex or even just a passionate kiss and boom, you already can't get that person out of your mind. Your attachment system will be activated. So, you know, your nervous system's off. So you start craving them and you can't stop thinking about them. It's like, oh my God. And you will do anything in your power to make it work even before you really get to know them and decide whether you really like them or not. If you're only seeing them, the result is that at a very, very early stage, you lose your ability to judge whether he or she is really right for you. By using the abundance philosophy, you maintain your ability to evaluate potential partners more objectively. What you're actually doing is desensitizing your attachment system and tricking it into being easier on you. Your system will no longer get so easily activated by one person because it will be busy evaluating the availability of a lot of different people. You can quickly rule out people who make you feel insecure and inadequate because you haven't built up this like fantasy on them, you know? Um, and there's this lady on TikTok. I'll try. I don't remember it right now. I'll try to remember to link her down below, but I think she's like from the UK. <laughs> she she has like the best like calming voice. <laughs> but she was <laughs> made this video about like imagine, you know, the man that you're talking to, like I don't know, what'd she say? Like stand just standing in just like standing. And like how do you feel? And then imagine like behind him there's just like a ton of like all these different really hot guys like how do you feel then like are you like oh i kind of want to go take a look like and then imagine it's just him again like because sometimes it's just so like if you're anxious you know you get so attached to this one person even if they're not treating you right or like they're bad for you or even worse you know they're like harmful to, to you or you know they're just not giving you what you need but it's like oh like we just can't get them out of our heads because we're only talking to them and like we've just built up this like fantasy bond towards them <laughs> like not a good time but if you can remember there's a lot of hot guys out there and like i say hot but i mean you know emotionally mature and like intelligent and like caring and whatever it is that you like there's a lot of people out there so while part of that is like 
ew, there's so many people out there. Like, <laughs> there's so many people out there. Give secure people a chance. Once you've recognized someone you've met as secure, remember to not make impulsive decisions about whether they're right for you. Remind yourself that you might feel bored at first because there's less drama when your attachment system isn't activated or when your nervous system's off. Give it some time. Chances are, if you are anxious, you will automatically interpret calmness in the relationship as a lack of attraction. A habit of years is not easy to shed. But if you can hold out a little longer, you may start to appreciate a calm attachment system and all the advantages it has to offer. So... I would definitely recommend this because I know a lot of you are anxious, but even if you are more avoidant and like you're like, ew, everyone's so clingy all the time. I need my space. There's a whole section about that on this. I'm just not reading it because I just feel like it's like we're focusing on the anxiety today. <laughs> but I will link that book down below. Get it through my Amazon link if you decide to buy it because, uh, bitch, I put you on. So, um, But yeah, so bitch, we just need to figure out how to calm down. So I wish I had like a light topic to end this podcast on, but I guess I will just talk about really quick. <laughs> it's like two very, like a very intense topic. And now I'm like, damn, I guess that's all I had to say. <laughs> but I am just so happy that it's spring now. You know, I got some fresh flowers and just being outside. I feel like my plants, especially my fiddle leaf, that's what it's called, right? It like grew overnight, bro. So crazy. Um, but it's just so nice to be outside. So if you have been feeling overwhelmed, anxious, etc., spending time outside, spending time in nature, around nature, and it's like one of those things that's like you see on like a little like tips for self-care thing. And you're like, yeah, okay, what is that really gonna do? But then you actually go sit in the sun and you do it, and it's like, okay, you're right, this did help. Being in the sun, get your vitamin D, wear your SPF, get fresh flowers for your room or your home, do your cleanouts, closet cleanouts, make a little Pinterest board of outfit inspo. All of these things, it's like, it's just, it really helps you feel better. Get your local book, get your local chic book for, from the library and read it in the sun. Like, even if it's a little cold out, bro, it's just like, there's so much good in this life and I think I tweeted the other day like I or no I said it in my last podcast and then this girl tweeted it and then I posted it on my story but like I need to get back on my manifestation delusion vibes low-key I remember this time of year just always reminds me of like spring 2016 and that was just such it's interesting because now I think of it as such like a magical time but at the time I was like dealing with a lot of anxiety as well <laughs> but um just that time when I was like about to graduate high school, that's when my vegan YouTube page was just really booming. I was excited to travel down to LA. Um, I just remember feeling, that's when I was like really heavy into law of attraction. So it's not like I miss this time because I was just like so young and naive and delusional. I'm just like a dumb bitch. <laughs> but I just remember that feeling like I just, I was so into manifesting and like, I just remember really practicing like gratitude a lot and just like, going outside and just appreciating nature and just especially this time of year you know it was like just a couple months until graduation it was springtime going outside and just seeing the flowers and like all everything blooming and I just felt this like real excitement and just appreciation and like gratitude and I feel like it's just so easy you know to get caught up in like 
what you need to be doing and what you want to do and like what's next and what's going to be in the future. And it's like, bro, like gratitude, not to like be delusional because it's not like, this is like where my mindset has changed because it's not like you can just gratitude your way out of like anxiety or depression or like anything really serious that you're going through. And sometimes it's very like invalidating of your emotions and experience to be like, well, just be grateful. But with that being said, I feel like I could practice a little more gratitude in my life. And I do kind of still believe in that law of attraction thing that like what, or just like that, that vibe of like what you feed grows and what you put energy into grows. So I feel like personally, I just want to spend a little more time and energy focusing on, you know, what brings me joy and what excites me and like brings me peace and happiness and less energy into stressing out (laughs) and like thinking about oh this is what I should be doing or could be doing or like this is what I want to be doing it's just very like harsh and I'm just not about that like no so let's exercise of the day let's just think of a couple things that we're grateful for and just remembering a time where you did feel very joyful or at peace or calm or happy or just very present, you know, in the moment. Um, And maybe journaling or even just thinking about like what that felt like in your body and what that just experience was like. Um, And it just, it really does make a difference because I can just be like so pissed off sometimes. Like that's the thing. Oh, you're so good. I I am just like, pissed off sometimes for no reason did y'all watch that video that tiktok i posted of that little boy (laughs) someone's like interviewing him he's like i am so stressed right now i literally had to post it on my story because it's like me but even just talking through this with y'all i already feel better so i hope that you're feeling good let's do our journaling let's get our vitamin d let's sit in the sun read our literature Thank you so much for listening. Um, Let me know your thoughts on anything we talked about down below or DM me on Instagram. Let me know what you want me to talk about next week. And don't forget to share this on your story and tag me so I can repost. Love you guys so much and I'll see you next week.